I'm Aaron Schachter, and this is The World. Let me describe the cover of Bob Brosman's latest CD, Lumiere. It's a photo of 27 bearded men, all in white suits. Each is wearing a fez, and each is holding a different instrument. If you look closely, you'll notice something else. They're all Bob Brosman. You can see the photo, by the way, at theworld.org. Brosman recently spoke with the world's Marco Werman about his one-man orchestra and how traveling around the world has made him a collector of instruments. Like a plumber has a lot of tools, I've accumulated instruments over the years to to achieve the sounds I'm looking for, sort of painting with colors, uh, only using sound waves instead of light waves. And how much, how, how many of these instruments would you say are kind of products, uh, results of your travels? Well, quite a few are results of collaborations. The Okinawan Sanchin, of course, comes from uh, Takashi Hiryasu. There are, as you can see, uh, a couple of Indian slide guitars uh, developed by Devashish Bhattacharya. As well, uh, on the right, I'm holding a weird uh, parallelogram-shaped instrument, and that is a 10-string harp from Finland, the Kantele, and that was just something I found there, like the sound of it. And Tango Medzino Rodni, the first track, uh, actually is based around just the sound of what it sounds like to strum that harp, and I built an entire orchestra around it. So is this indeed the Bob Brosman Orchestra? Was Lumiere all of you with a, a lot of overdubs? Uh, yes, indeed. And uh, many people around the world overdub. Um, uh, you know, it's been going on for 40 or 50 years. But in, th- in this particular case, I really was trying to paint with layers and in the same sense that uh, a painter just st- starts adding layers of color and then at a certain moment he feels that he's done. And the other factor of, of playing all the parts myself or most of the parts myself is uh, when I needed to have a crescendo or a vibrato, I know my own breathing and I know my own phrasing, and so I could really have, for me, a sound of a couple of dozen musicians having the same emotion at the same time. And it, uh, you could rehearse that for months and months with 30 real people, but it would be way too labor-intensive. What I'd like to do now is take one song, which I presume was kind of inspired with your uh, work with uh, René Lacaille. It's called N'oubliez pas la réunion, which translates from the French as Don't Forget uh, Reunion. And if we could go through the song, listen to it, and you tell us sort of what's going on and what triggered certain voices to come out of your instruments while uh, listening back to uh, the various tracks that you had already recorded. It begins with a triangle, and those percussive sounds are all parts of guitar bodies that I'm hitting. The high-pitched rhythm instruments are Greek boglamas, and they're playing on the back accent, which is in the style from Reunion. There's an Indian guitar, the Chaturangi, playing some backing lines, with the national guitar playing those bluesy lines in front. 
And the idea, as Nigel Tufnell would say, is to have simple lines intertwining uh, in kind of an African sensibility where lines start and end at different points in the phrase rather than the obvious. And we have to remember, of course, that uh, reunion is part of Africa. Absolutely. It's the place where, for me, where African layering of rhythm meets Indian displacement of rhythm. And so it's a particularly delicious groove and certainly one that's opened up a lot of rhythmic liberty for me in my life. Um, the percussion that's going is the kayam, which is um, a flat square thing made from sugarcane flower stalks with beans inside. It's very loud. And of course, with all this uh, music from Reunion, uh, this is inspired by Maloya, which is their form of blues socially, as emotionally, and musically. Um, in addition, there's a playful uh, tipping of the balance for the listener between whether this thing is in a rhythm of two or whether it's a rhythm of three. That's the magic of 6 8. Obviously, one of the things that uh, you, you seem drawn to is music from islands. Do you think island music is particularly more in that bluesy vibe of the tortured human soul uh, than other places? That's a really great way to put the question because I think that is true to some degree, but it's not the entire answer. From a musical standpoint, islands are interesting because they are isolated, particularly you know in, in times when there was just maritime travel and not so much air travel. And so what you would have is, an, if you take Hawaii as an example, you have a tribal music with a two-note scale and a, and a centuries-long history of chant and oral tradition. The next thing that comes in, missionaries giving Western church harmony. Then Americans bringing in Mexican cowboys who not only brought guitars with them, but they also brought German yodeling because Maximilian, the Bavarian emperor, was in Mexico in the 1860s. You put all that together you start to have a new kind of music. But what makes islands more interesting is then it, this, these elements where ideas and instruments are dropped off and left behind, often with little instruction, they tend to percolate then in isolation for a few decades or, or for a few years. And what comes out is sharply original. I mean, there's nothing that sounds exactly like Hawaiian music. There's certainly nothing that sounds like Reunion Island music. Uh, Okinawan music has, has its own flavor which would never be reproduced anywhere else and so I, I love it all because for me it's a it's a testament to human creativity and and the variety of of possibilities That's musician Bob Brosman speaking with the world's Marco Werman. The CD is called Bob Brosman Orchestra Lumiere. From the Nan and Bill Harris Studios at WGBH in Boston, I'm Aaron Schachter. We'll be back again tomorrow. <laughs>